0: Wave And all that stuff going on. Also, the unintentionally hilarious Jussie Smollett trial. Some of the details from that are just something else. I mean, those poor jurors are being asked to believe a tall tale straight out of, I don't know, Grimm's fairy tales. Or you got witches pushing people into ovens to eat them and such. I mean, it's every bit as realistic as, you know, your your gigantic weightlifter buddies who beat you down but just barely i mean they they hate you so much they stage a we our streets of chicago beat down but you emerge barely like with your hair tussled so that among other crazy details so we'll get to that eventually uh do we have any word on uh, mr armstrong at this point not really uh no. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, Jack had surgery yesterday, gallbladder situation, and uh, was hoping to join us this hour from his home studio, and we certainly hope he can. Uh, meanwhile, and you know, I'll just I'll tell you what's happening, and then I'll tell you the, the perspective on it. So, you know, that's that's I, I'm worried about Jack physically. He's my friend. I worked for, with him forever. Uh, the show is more fun to do with him, and frankly, it's easier <laughs> to do when both of us are here. Uh, but mostly my concern is for Jack. Meanwhile, my uh, my good doggy buddy, Baxter, is uh, undergoing surgery more or less as we speak. It will be very soon. He will be very soon. Uh, he's got a, a tumor on his chest slash throat, and they're not going to be able to get it all, and, and we won't know much for a while, but either my, my best furry buddy is going to be with us for months, maybe if we're very, very lucky a couple of years, so I'm kind of down about that. Then I get a text from Judy. The uh, fixture at the kitchen sink is leaking all over the counter. So ah, it's, it's, it's what i When it rains, it pours, right? Uh, but I'm reminded of back when Jack was dealing with cancer. And, and obviously, well, look at me. I can't even say what I was going to say for the reasons I'll get to in a second. None of the rest of us could complain about anything. It just felt too weird and pathetic and just crass and idiotic. Oh, I sprained my ankle and my wife has the flu. Well, Jack has cancer, so so none of us could complain about anything. And you don't want to be one of those people who complains all day long. I had a friend like that. You could not have a conversation with him that was not him complaining. And it was just got so tiresome. But come on, we all need to vent once in a while, right? So we can. So now I got you know the the co-host, which is in the dog, and then the the, the kitchen counter, and the leak, and the rest of it. But he just had surgery, so I can't complain about it. It's kind of frustrating. And or and I hear you, I hear you, friends, I hear you through the transom. Your voices have reached me or you could show some gratitude for the blessings you've had and and, and the relative uh, lack of pain you're experiencing at the at the present moment thank you thank you i will pray on these things i appreciate your psychic advice i find this interesting complete change of topic Jack and I have a very different life than most people in terms of taking in media and information just because of the nature of what we do we 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 spend all day absorbing as much as we possibly can from as many sources as we possibly can so that when we show up in you know uh, in the morning to get ready to do the show um we can give you a perspective that maybe you haven't heard before uh if if we were to merely echo Sean Hannity all day long just decided for instance uh you know the ratings might be decent depending on how well we did it but uh, number one i wouldn't find that very satisfying and number two you know it would be so redundant compared to so many of the conservative shows that are out there we just i don't know we've we've just chosen not to do it um but for everybody else and, and us too honestly we have a couple of different problems number one I don't want to be in an echo chamber where I only hear things I agree with. It would make me worse at my job, and I just, just you know, intellectually, I don't want to come off as fancy, but I, I like to understand things. I don't like to be wrong. And, and Jack is the same way. I would prefer not to state something to you and then find out later it's wrong because I'd only gotten partial information that's embarrassing to me. It's hurtful to me personally, part, partly because of the guy I am. Um, I like to be right. I've often joked I'd rather be right than happy. Uh, it's not exactly true, but it's close. Um, so we can't exist in, in bubbles. The title of this Axios piece that I'm looking at is, um, oops, there it is, Right Wing Builds Its Own Echo Chamber. That's not a fair headline, and I'll tell you why. This article deals with a number of different developments that range from good to bad to ugly, in my mind. They start with the monthly download of U.S. right-wing apps, including the Daily Wire. That's a good app. Ben Shapiro does a really good job. Uh, Really good writing. uh, It's clever. It's, It's accurate. It's unquestionably conservative. It is not the place to go to find challenges to conservative arguments, but it's really good. The MeWe network, which I don't know, uh, Blaze TV, Parlor, Newsmax TV, OANN, Clout Hub, which is another one I've, I'm only I've only heard of it once in my life, and Rumble. Now you can absolutely make the argument that well, uh, liberal media surrounds us; it's it's everywhere; it's omnipresent, except for a very few choices. So, um, I'm going to download uh, conservative apps so I get that perspective. I think that's perfectly reasonable and good for you. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, download our podcast every chance you get. Conservatives are aggressively building their own apps, phones, cryptocurrencies, and publishing houses in an attempt to circumvent what they see as an increasingly liberal Internet and media ecosystem. There's a lot of truth to that, and part of it does result in an echo chamber, and I don't think echo chambers are are helpful for anybody. I think if you read The Daily Wire um you ought to at least see what they're saying in the washington post new york times whatever you pick your own sources whatever fits your lifestyle but uh, and then again you do whatever you want that's just the way i approach it um many of these efforts couldn't exist without the backing of major corporate figures and billionaires who are eager to push back against things like censorship and cancel culture which is uh, perfectly reasonable um and uh and again i think that the echo chamber part of this is unhealthy on the other hand you got Rumble, conservative alternate to YouTube, agreed to go public uh, via a SPAC merger. Which, if you don't know that, a company, a publicly traded company, buys a, a another company um, to save time and money in uh, offering an uh, initial public offering. It's just a faster, more efficient way to go public. It's not worth worrying about. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, you know, go to the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, so Rumble is trying to get going. YouTube absolutely needs an alternative because Google is unmerciful. And brutally unfair in its censorship, its deplatforming, its choking off the financial support of anything that is the least bit conservative. Google was one of the prime movers in silencing and punishing anybody who dared breathe a word that maybe the Chinese bat fever escaped from the Wuhan lab which is now cited by virtually everybody on Earth as a perfectly reasonable possibility. They punished, censored, silenced, and ruined, in some cases, people who dared even ask that question. Google is unforgivable in terms of its censorship and lack of fairness. Most people talk about Twitter and Facebook all the time. Don't forget Google. So you got Rumble operating a neutral video platform, or so they say, I like the idea. You got Donald Trump's new social media company, Truth Social, that Devin Nunez just uh, announced he wouldn't be running for Congress anymore. Uh, again, he's going to run this, which I found very interesting. It's going to go public. It says it's secured a billion dollars in financing. It's 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 way down from its um its market value, uh, and we'll see how that goes. But you know, it's early days. You have Getter, a social app launched by ex-Trump aide Jason Miller. Um, who's acknowledged one of the app's funders is the family foundation of a Chinese billionaire. Not sure how comfortable I am with that. We'll have to see. But some of the good stuff that's happening. Trump himself has recently launched a book publishing house uh, called Winning Team Publishing. We'll see what they put out and if it's any good. Uh, And this might be the most important one. Um, Trump's new social media company is going to be hosted online by RightForge, which is an Internet infrastructure company that courts conservatives. Uh, Axios uh, Margaret Harding McGill noted relying on a conservative web hosting service could help. They say Trump, but all sorts of people, writers, platforms, website, Websites avoid the same issues that Parler faced when Amazon pulled its web services following the Capitol siege. Now, Jack and I happen to think the Capitol siege was ugly and inexcusable. There are various ideas and thoughts around. Let's not get hung up on that. But the number of times perfectly defensible, maybe controversial, but defensible people and platforms and websites have been cut off at the knees because the Googles of the world don't like them it's way 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 too frequent so i like the idea of an internet infrastructure company and i don't know a lot about right forge but it sounds like they're on the right track i like them as a place where you can go for your web hosting and all the technology backup that a serious website or uh, or uh, you know a platform needs so so that's a good development cryptocurrency A new cryptocurrency called MagaCoin has already caught the attention of high-profile conservatives, according to The Guardian. Uh, Run for your life. New alterna cryptocurrencies run for your life. I don't know who's running this one. If it's still around in six months, let's talk uh, about it again. And there's a young Bitcoin entrepreneur developing Freedom Phone, a device being marketed to conservatives. I don't know much about that. But long story short, if you were concerned about the fact that big tech was uh, utterly unfair biased against conservatives, even moderates, Uh, there is an infrastructure being developed slowly but surely to to counteract that, to work around it. And I think it's a really, really good thing. Uh, I still... Uh, cling to the idea that the free exchange of ideas is the healthiest thing that can happen in a society, and anybody who claims that they are so wise, benevolent, and powerful that they ought to be allowed to censor is dangerous, and they ought to be opposed at every turn. So we'll keep an eye on these things for you, and as they develop, let you know. Got to get to the Jussie Smollett trial. Unintentionally hilarious. Will he be able to get a juror to believe the crap? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jesse Smollett spent two days on the stand, and I asked him how he felt as he was leaving court today, and he simply put his fist up in the air. Yeah, I'm looking at that picture right now. Yeah, the fist up in the air. Yeah, evoking brave and defiant civil rights leaders of the past. Yeah, okay, nice try. So, uh, you remember old Jussie, of course, um, allegedly faked up a racist attack, MAGA wearing white men who, uh, handily enough had a noose and bleach? Bleach. Is that like, uh, never really understood that. Is that like, a, he's trying, they're trying to bleach his skin and make him whiter? or, or did they just wanted, you know, cleaner-looking T-shirts or what? I I just don't even, I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, he faked up that ridiculous racial attack. The mobbed-up, you know, dopey, progressive uh, DA dropped the charges. The state reinstated, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he's on trial. Um, I love this from Kyle Smith. It's in the New York Post. He read my mind in a lot of this stuff, but I just thought it was funny writing. Not since Stiltskin has a mischievous troll spent so much time and energy spinning, as Jussie Smollett did on the stand the last couple of days. But instead of spinning straw into gold, Smollett spent eight hours trying to churn what the New York Times used to call a barnyard epithet, bull spit, into Frappuccino. We'll see if the jury is interested in drinking what Smollett is putting out. Rumpel Smollett claimed (laughs) that... There were these two guys he used to chill with, one of whom took him to a gay bathhouse for a stimulating exchange or two, who just two days after partaking of some dope smoking in some smolette's Mercedes decided to enact the world's most overdetermined hate crime against him, using not just the N word and the F word, but also carrying a symbolic a symbolic bottle of bleach and a symbolic noose. Black guys do this to other black guys all the time. Gay guys do this to other gay guys all the time, but at the same time. At 2 a.m.? On a frigid night? According to Smollett, his attackers are both the most industrious hate crime criminals in history and also the laziest, having run away after what Smollett said was a 30-second onslaught without even bothering to rob him or leave him with any injuries, requiring more treatment than the smallest Band-Aid in the box. Um, And, and yeah, on the stand, Smollett claims that he still has a scar under his eye and, and a bruise that won't go away, but nobody's really seen them, and... I mean, the, the, the Nigerian brothers are gigantic. Well, and if any grown man punches you in the face repeatedly, you're going to have some serious problems. Not a, is that a bruise or just like some pigment thing? Anyway, getting back to uh <clears throat> this rather funny humor-torial. Uh, smallest band-aid in the box. Ah, there it is. And who yells, this is MAGA country in Chicago? Which he alleged they did. You might as well shout, who wants to sing selections from Gypsy next time you're at the Talladega Super Speedway? If you're really blinded by hate, you don't need to flash so many indicators to any onlookers. You just pull the tab on your can of whoop ass and get to work. Well, that's right. The fact that, you know, if if you're a white supremacist and you want to go beat down black people, which, by by the way, is a horrific notion. I mean, this is a funny article, but the very accusation is terrible. But the idea that you'd think, well, that's not good enough. we got to, let's see, let's go get some MAGA hats. We'll buy them fresh because we don't have any. Let's find ourselves a noose. We'll carry the noose around and put it around people's necks and, and some bleach. Why bleach? I still don't get the bleach thing. Yeah, we'll bring some bleach. The idea that you'd, you know, gig up that thoroughly is just strange. Anyway. Ah, back to it. Or did Jussie Smollett recall that the cops, that he told cops his attackers were white? Well, yeah, he told the prosecutor, but he also said they were pale because it was, as he testified, the responsible thing to do. So he went from their white people to, well, they're kind of pale. Inclusivity is important when you're alleging a heinous attack, and you wouldn't want light-skinned people of other races to feel marginalized. Asked by Special Prosecutor Dan Webb whether he had invoked whiteness to attract attention, he said you'd have to ask someone who did a fake hate crime. Smollett whined. Well, that's exactly what Webb was doing, though. The man who carried out the middle school talent show version of a fake hate crime... Abimbola and the Osandara brothers are Nigerian, not particularly pale, so that alone was a false statement to police made several times. Smollett could have pleaded guilty two years ago, been punished with a light brush on the knuckles, and be well on his way to becoming the great American redemption story by now. I've learned so much. Instead, he's unemployed indefinitely, ridiculed equally by black and white America, partially because he staged a hoax, but mostly because he won't stop being such a yutz about it. (laughs) The world's most industrious and laziest perpetrators of hate crimes. Absolutely hilarious. But can he convince one juror? You know, he might. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On our way, so faffing your people think them nice and tight. You better do them good. we're going to check if they're right. Carry on back under the seat on the floor. There's a overhead compartment where they can be stored. Seat back in case, locked and up tight. Pretty soon the ground will be out of sight. Laptop, computers, car, jelly, the away. Are we ready to go? What do you say? Welcome aboard, SWA. Well, wow. Rapping stewardess there. <laughs> Flight attendant. At least it was fast. uh, I'm a polite enough person that I feel like I have to look attentive when they're doing the speech, you know, with the the carry-ons and with the, the oxygen mask and with the floaty thing that's never been used in human history and the rest of it. I feel like I should at least look at them and pretend that I'm not listening to you know, music or a podcast or something like that. But anyway, at least it got over fast. Uh, I'm alerted now. Beep, 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 beep. This just handed to me. Rand Paul has been dispensing some of his curly-headed wisdom on the floor of the Senate uh, discussing the Omicron variant. Do we have that clip handy, Michael? I think it's number 10. Is that right? Could be. Instead of mutating and getting stronger, it could be mutating and getting weaker, which would be the best sign of all for everybody around the world. This could be the silver lining. You know, everybody's been freaking out about all the mutations. That could be bad, but it also could be something, you're right, that ends the pandemic. The Delta variant started up or came around, oh, I don't know, May or June, but then within three months dominated and almost everything is Delta. If Omicron comes and sort of pushes aside Delta, becomes the dominant virus, it may be this is what ends it. And it may well be that the next one is even more innocent and even more transmissible, since that's what's best for the virus. Not that I'm rooting for it. I'm talking evolutionarily. Uh, you know, a virus wants to spread easily and not kill its host so it can reproduce and reproduce, much like the uh, many, uh, many different viruses that are what we call the common cold. So let's hope so. It's unquestionably time to, quote, unquote, go back to normal if 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 you chose to get vac- vaccinated uh you know you get the booster whatever good for you that's super i'm doing the same thing if not that's your choice uh, i will tell you i i find it disconcerting and really troubling that the death toll over the last 6 months has been wildly higher in counties that are that voted most overwhelmingly for trump and it's no shock a lot of us recognize that the the vaccine rejection has coincided with uh, for whatever reason um, a lot of the, the the tendencies or a lot of the characteristics or the beliefs of people who voted heavily for Trump, um, I, the, the, there are well over a thousand people today still dying uh, because of this, and you know NPR, which is horrifically biased and full of crap, um, uh, uh, published an article about this that I thought was interesting, um, but as usual, even when they get it right, they don't quite get it right. They were talking about how uh, people who believe misinformation about the virus or the vaccine are more likely to be Trump voters and more likely to reject the vaccine, but some of the their quote-unquote misinformation isn't misinformation. What it is, is the problem of black and white. An example. It's unquestionable that the number of deaths from Fauci's hot and sour bad fever... Has been exaggerated because people, whether they are ancient and had something else or cancer or whatever, if they had the COVID, they're listed as a COVID death, partly for reasons of financial rewards and the rest of it, um, partly because of laziness, enthusiasm. I don't know. So whether that's in 1% exaggeration, 10%, 20%, I don't think it's probably 20%. But so the number of COVID deaths has been exaggerated. Therefore, it's no threat whatsoever. Well, no, eh, wrong. And a lot of people, including a lot of people I like, and and they probably vote the way I do, they engage in that wildly oversimplified thinking that if it's exaggerated, and if Fauci's a jack wagon, and if I represent science, you shut up. You represent egomania at this point. You represent gain of function research. You lying punk. Anyway, uh, if you you know if you think all those things, and and actually I I'm with you on I think I don't even remember what I said, but uh, I, on a lot of that stuff you're absolutely right on all that stuff. But it's still a terrible disease that's killing millions of people worldwide, and it's unquestionably unquestionably better to be vaccinated than not vaccinated. I have people say it's not a vaccine because you can still get it. Yeah, it's still a vaccine. You you don't understand the definitions of these things. It's not 100% preventative in terms of cases, but it's extremely effective in terms of preventing serious illness and death. So, yes, on the one hand, the vaccine is not as effective as most vaccines we're familiar with that is true, therefore the covet is no threat, and I don't need no, no again. You're engaging in black and white thinking, and that's not the way the world works, it's certainly not the way medicine works. As Jack of all people could tell you, so much of medicine is we think blank. I there's a 70% chance blank, which of course means there's a 30% chance no, but your chances are a hell of a lot better with the 70 than the 30. So, again, you do what you want. I'm a small L libertarian. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I would be incredibly insulted if you told me how to live mine. But I'm just asking you, since I value you being on Earth and continuing to vote conservatively, don't engage in black and white thinking. Do what's best for your health, according to your doctor, for instance. If you don't have a doctor you can trust, try to find one. I happen to know quite a few doctors for what it's worth, and they're... Uh, their advice to me has been uh, quite good. But the, uh, uh, from May 2021 on, the 100,000 uh, people who've died in roughly 3,000 U.S. counties, people living in counties that went heavily for Trump had almost three times the death rate of those that went for Biden, for what it's worth. Why politics has infected vaccine rates is a long and convoluted story, and I find it kind of troubling and discouraging. Uh, but I think you've all seen it on, uh, you know, unfold, and so we don't really need to go over it again. Total change of topic. Even the WaPo, and this is not an editorial; these are news writers at the Washington Post who are famously liberal and biased and siloed in their information. The rest of it, even they are writing about the spate of brazen smash-and-grab and and or mob robberies across America. It's been the heaviest in California probably, but, man, Minneapolis, really wherever blue states and blue cities are, Chicago was was ravaged. That didn't get nearly the attention because the media is so focused on the coasts. I mean, the East Coast, like, 70%. The West Coast, 25%. And the other 98% of the country gets 5% of the attention. But yeah, Chicago got absolutely hammered, um, by these, by these robberies. And even the WAPO is having to, um, concede that there are several factors, including a shortage of security guards. Well, uh, you know, when I grew up, which was not 150 years ago, you didn't need any security guards. Uh, you might have had an undercover guy who'd keep an eye on suspicious-looking people, but reluctance by police and prosecutors to pursue shoplifting offenses, and the growing use of social media as an organizational tool. Well, I appreciate you at least conceding that it's happening. Unlike that empty-headed AOC, but you left out the fact that in California, for instance, they decriminalized crime below a certain level, and and you can. I actually had somebody ask me this the other day. As a friend who, who lives in another state, texted me and said. If you steal $949 worth of stuff in California, which is $1 below what it would take to be a felony, and then you come back and do it again tomorrow, that makes it a felony, right? I said, no, 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 no. no. It's each incident weighed separately. So you could literally store steal $949 from a store every single day for the next 10 and a half years, and at no point would it be felonious. You know, unless it turns out to be part of a conspiracy, something like that. Don't get all lawyerly on me. But he was like, what, really? Seriously? Yeah, of course. And then, and then, even when you can hammer these people, according to the now bizarre twisted laws, the activist DAs in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, St. Louis, New York, they won't press those charges. Gosh, there was a case. to hear about this? A guy, this guy's. he's he's a bum, he's a junkie. He's beat down several people. They just let him go all the time. He beats down two women. They let him go again. I mean, if you thought violent crime got you stuck in a hooskow, think again. Not in your progressive cities. But anyway, at least the the, uh, liberal media is conceding that this stuff happens. They're misdiagnosing some of the problems, but... Um, they do get into the fact that, like, the, the uh, CEO of Best Buy is saying, we're having trouble hiring people because it's so scary. It's traumatizing. It's unacceptable. Everybody knows they're at risk of getting bear sprayed or hit with a crowbar or whatever if they even, like, physically accidentally get in the way of the mob. They mentioned the role of social media and all this that they're organizing online they're not they're not people who know each other necessarily it's not a gang in the conventional sense they get together on social media and decide they're going to do this it's like remember when a flash mob was people in the food court of a uh, of a, a mall would sing Handel's Messiah together well now they're instead it's you rush into a store and steal everything and terrify the employees smash 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 this has actually been yeah. going on. Yeah. This has actually been going on for a while. It was convenience stores for the longest time. It would be predominantly groups of black youth would get together. They would sweep into a convenience store. They would laugh. They would yell. They would empty the shelves and then sweep on out again. And this happened a fair amount, but it didn't get that much attention. Maybe because it wasn't, you know, Burberry and Bloomington's and and, and Yves Saint Laurent or, or Walgreens, which is a giant, you know, chain. Um, so it didn't get much attention. But the 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 Overton window of what you can do and what you can get away with has just grown and grown and grown to the point that now middle America has realized, oh, my God, look what's happening. This is horrific. Crime has become uh, rampant, and, and we can't have it anymore. But when you have a cultural norm, and that's what we're dealing with here, this is not you know as simple as, as mathematics. These, the culture is is a squishy thing, but the culture says not only can you get away with the crime, but there are aspects of our culture, you know, sections of our culture telling you you should get away with the crime because you've been cheated by the system or white supremacy or the man or whatever. Uh, let's see. What, uh, there's one more thing. There was a clip I wanted to play. Uh, oh, my gosh, that's right. Um, This is uh, Jonathan Hunter Fox News talking about Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, in clip 41. You're not going to believe this is real. In Chicago, a city also recently beset by smash-and-grab robberies, Mayor Lori Lightfoot implied this week the onus is on the stores. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. Holy crap. Wow. Um, used to be they kept the doors open. People come in, not steal, pay for what they bought and leave like times a hundred billion, like all the time. Virtually, that's the only thing that ever happened in a store. And now you have gangs of marauding thieves with no fear of prosecution, stealing everything. And you think it's on the store, you lunatic. That was so crazy. Even Gen Saki rejected the notion. 42. We don't agree. We've seen some of these extremely video, uh, extremely disturbing videos showing retail thefts and both major retailers as well as state and local leaders like Governor Newsom have identified this as a serious concern. We agree. Uh, that's the reason why we have, um, sent additional support. Yeah, at the point you get uh, Lion Gavi Newsom to admit it's a huge problem, and even some of the progressive prosecutors say we have to do something about this. At least the legal ship has turned; the the cops and courts part of it has begun to turn, which needs to happen. But the cultural aspect of it, the currents that the ship of state rides on, how long will it take to turn those currents? How many prosecutions? How many jailings? How long will it be until? Certain communities at least say, no, you shouldn't do that. It's a bad idea. Never mind saying it's wrong and immoral to be a thief. Man, that could take years, decades, generations. I don't know. Stay tuned. If you miss a segment, you can get it via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, it's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're hoping Jack joins us at some point. Having had surgery yesterday, he said he thought he could, but, you know, eh, the one thing you underestimate before you go into that is just the exhaustion you feel. Your body is not happy that you got cut open, and it tries to marshal all its energies to heal. So, you know, if he shows up, great. If not, no worries. We'll get back to uh, the usual order of business in the next day or two. I've heard virtually every insult ever uttered by man. It's kind of a hobby of mine, from the utterly stupid, uh, you know, F you, you a hole, to, uh, you know, the brilliant insults of history. Uh, he is, um, he is both brilliant and utterly corrupt, like a mackerel in the moonlight. He both shines and stinks, that sort of thing, which is mostly attributed to John Randolph, who is an old Virginia uh, legislator guy. But, um, I've never heard anybody called a dumb dolphin in my entire life and apparently that factors into the story being called a dumb dolphin dolphins are very bright it's not an insult it's an odd insult so anyway this is the story maybe you've heard it about this uh CEO of uh what's the name of the company better.com uh laid off a bunch of people via zoom call and of course the internet is enraged clips uh, 81 Michael here's how it went thank you for joining um I come to you with not great news. This isn't news that you're gonna wanna hear, uh, but ultimately it was my decision and I wanted you to hear from me. It's been a really, really challenging decision to make. This is the second time in my career I'm doing this and I do not, do not wanna do this. The last time I did it, I cried. This time, I hope to be stronger. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you for everything you've done for better. And, of course, the Internet went wild. How dare he? That's so cruel. should be in person. I'll tell you this. If you have the sort of job where you can be laid off by the hundreds by a guy on a Zoom call, you might be laid off by the hundreds and a Zoom call. It's just the reality. It's fine. You know, just deal with it. Uh, the story gets a little more colorful, though. Um, uh, and, and, you know, various people are hemming and hawing about aspects of this, but they, they're they silly and they ought to grow up and everybody's mad all the time on the Internet. Uh, play us clip 82. This is Shepard Smith. In a blog post, he wrote, at least 250 of the people terminated were working an average of two hours a day while clocking in eight hours plus a day. They were stealing from you and stealing from our customers. Again, you're running this sort of place where you have hundreds of people that can be laid off instantly and they're clocking in at home. Yeah, a certain percentage of them are cheating you. That's just obvious. Have you ever run into any human beings? And on to the dumb, I'm sorry, the dumb dolphin clip. This isn't the first time the CEO has publicly complained about staff. In November of last year, Forbes obtained an email in which he told employees, you are a bunch of dumb dolphins and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. You are embarrassing me. That's just an odd metaphor. I don't get it. Dolphins among the brainiest of non-human creatures. So anyway, I, I can't tell you how many times I saw that story in links and videos and the rest of it. Ugh. Got have you considered of being good at your jobs? Well, yeah. Again, if you have the sort of job that you can, you're just one of the masses and some guy can just uh, click a button and you're gone. Well, somebody might click a button and you'll be gone. So anyway, I wish you better luck in your future endeavors. So coming up on the show next hour. And as always, if you uh, don't get the show. Uh, don't get the next hour, you can't listen, or whatever. You can get it via podcast, com or wherever you get podcasts, armstrongandgetty on demand. Kind of a, a quick review of where Twitter is in terms of ideology and the rest of it, and the new guy who's in charge of it. Matt Taibbi wrote a piece entitled, Will Twitter Become an Ocean of Suck? Uh, my only question for Matt is, what do you mean become? Also... Uh, Let's see. Uh, Black conservatives are ripping Barnes & Noble, and In-N-Out Burger is standing strong in the face of their increasingly needless persecution by the, the counties of California. As the whole COVID thing. Are you kidding? You're passing new measures at this point? Come on. That and more. Stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.